Uh, dear friends, this is Rabbi Nassin. It's been a while since we've last been in touch. Um, I wanted to send a Yom Kippur message uh, for everyone. I hope that start beginning next week, we will be able to get back onto our recording schedule. Bezrat Hashem. Um, yeah, so this is the my Yom Kippur message. So towards the end of Yom Kippur, right before we blow the shofar, there is a very powerful prayer uh, that we say. It's actually, uh, I guess, chanted together. First is chanted, uh, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. Then we say three times, Baruch Shem Kvod Malchuto Le'olam Ba'ed, Blessed be His honor and countenance forever. And that's recited three times together with the whole community. And finally, we say seven times, Hashem Elohim, Hashem Elohim, God is our God. God is our God. That's chanted seven times. And the tradition is that we should have in mind that uh, we are willing to give our lives and be martyred for the sake of heaven. And then afterwards, the chauffeur is blown. And then Kaddish is recited, the chauffeur is blown, uh, songs are sung, and uh, and then the fast is over. This will be done next week. So the question is the following. Why do we say God is our God? I mean, um, the ritual prayer that's said when sanctifying oneself for God's name is, Listen, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. And that's it. That's uh, that's the prayer. So why specifically do we say this prayer? Hashem hu Elokim. Uh, God is our God. God is our God. What's the what's the specific prayer? What's this prayer? Why is this recited? So I think to know to go into why there is a we have to go to a story. Where does this prayer first said? So the prayer is first said in a interesting um, uh, episode from the prophets. When Elijah on Mount Carmel, he has this challenge, he's created this challenge. The Jewish people in their majority have unfortunately come under the sway of idol worship. And they are worshiping uh, Baal, the, the god of of uh, Baal, uh, the idol. And Eliyahu Navi makes this challenge, and he says, let's do this. Let's bring two cows, or let's bring some cows. Let's bring all of your prophets of the Baal, and I'll bring my, just me, and we'll slaughter the sacrifices, and whichever one uh, God makes a miracle and, and comes and and, and, and the fire comes and consumes the sacrifice. We know who is God. So, so that's what happens. In the beginning of uh, of, of the the morning, first is the prophets of the Baal, and they come and bring their sacrifice. And Eliyahu Navi mocks them. Elijah the prophet mocks them because the fire doesn't come. And they they had this whole elaborate plan to to make some sort of uh, someone underneath this the the, the the uh, the altar, a hidden in a hidden place, would light the fire and get away. But that didn't work out. 
So everyone watches and and uh, yeah, it's it's just a spectacle to be seen. Then finally, Eliyahu Navi he comes up, Elijah the prophet, he comes up and he says this this speech, and he says it's you know time to get rid of the idols, and uh, and then afterwards he slaughters his cow, and then a fire comes up from heaven and devours the idol, the altar, and, and the water that was poured on the on the on the on the on the cow. So. There's something, there's a very, and then afterwards all the nation says, the Lord of our God, the Lord is our God, the Lord is our God. So, but there's an interesting thing in, in Elijah's, if we look a little bit deeper into the story, Elijah says a very interesting, he has this interesting phrase, and he says, why are you standing on both sides of the fence? You know, either you're for the Baal or you're for God, the God of Israel. You can't be on both sides of the fence. So the Rebbe has this, this question, he says that he doesn't, the Rebbe has this very powerful question, he says, what does this mean? I mean, don't say either for the Baal or for God, just say for God. Throw away the idol worship, throw away this, this sacrileges of faith, and follow God. And he has, the Rebbe has a very beautiful interpretation. It says, actually, it's much worse to be on both sides of the fence. People think, no, it's better, as long as they're also following God, it's good. But no, it's not true. It's very, very important to remember that it's absolutely much more terrible to be on both sides of the fence. And the reason why is, if you're on both sides of the fence, you won't return to the faith. You won't do tshuva. You won't, you won't be able to ever come back. And the reason why is not because of a spiritual reason, but it's a psychological reason. You know, if you're on both sides of the fence, then you're okay. You're like, you have inside, everyone has their their uh, conscience, and their conscience is okay. I'm also worshiping God, you know? And this is actually quite dangerous, because if I'm also worshiping God, then that's, then I may never let go of the idols. So when, when, uh, when Eliyahu Navi says, you know, you have to choose, and then the nation says, our God is our God, you know, uh, Hashem Elohim, the God of, of Israel is our God, they basically say, we are not going to follow the gods of the Baal. We are not going to follow the gods of the Philistines or all the nations around us. We choose God. And this is also a very important message for Yom Kippur. After Yom Kippur is, comes to very, comes to the end of Yom Kippur, people are emotionally uh, open. They're connecting. They feel connected to God. However, there is a possibility that they can say, you know what, let's live on both sides of the fence. You know, we'll, 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 as they say in Yiddish, we'll dance at every wedding. We, 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 can, we can do both. We can live uh, the life of a Philistine. We can live a life devoted to pleasure and to personal gratification, as well as a life devoted to spirituality. Why can't we do both? You know, why can't we just be both self-serving and God-serving? You know, worship ourselves as an idol and worship God as an idol. Well, why not? That's, that seems to be a great, you know, a great, uh, a great um, opportunity. And the answer is no. We need to, rem- we, it, it's impossible actually to truly worship God, to truly be connected if our if we also are self-worshipping. And that's what happens on Yom Kippur. We have to come and say, no, we have a higher ideal. A ideal that's higher than ourselves. And we are willing to sacrifice our pleasure, our uh, our personal uh, will for the will of God. 
That's what we say, Hashem Elohim. No, I'm not going to sit with both sides of the fence, uh, sit sit on both sides of the fence. That's quite painful. I'm going to get off the fence. I'm going to go on one side, the side of God. And this year will be a year where I'm going to devote myself to building this relationship with God, to deepening this relationship with God, and to deepening these values and virtues that I believe in Yom Kippur. So, uh, with that in mind, I wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom, a blessed Shabbat, a blessed Yom Kippur, and, uh, and may this year be one of blessing.